to episode 2 of the Rissington podcast. Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still, Jenny from the block. Hello and welcome to the Rissington podcast, episode 2, otherwise known as the difficult episode. I'm John Hicks, and this is my colleague, John Uxton. Hello. And, and, my colleague, John Dennis. <laughs> he'll be, he'll be back later. And now, listeners' questions. And we'll start off with a very interesting email that arrived <laughs> in the inbox this morning, and it's from uh, Jennifer Bear. <laughs> Bear, or Bayer. <laughs> I have a real problem with pronouncing surnames correctly. But she is uh, um, organising the International Songwriting Competition <laughs> and thought we might be interested in songwriting opportunities. Um, I write songs, do you? Yeah, all the time, constantly. Yeah. I'm getting an iMac, I know you want. <laughs> Back onto the songwriting. Anyway. Because it's only $30 to enter. So it's amazing. Let value. us know if you want us to enter that yeah. and uh, send us thirty dollars. It's it's, um, it's songwritingcompetition.com dot com, and it's the um, deadline's only two weeks away. So we better get we better get writing. Are we starting an appeal for people to send us money? Yeah, we've got to make thirty dollars, haven't we? Yeah, thirty dollars so, from each listener, and we'll uh-huh. write a song. And we'll write the theme tune, perform the theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to have some ideas for for a song as well. What can we sing about? I don't know. Technology, because that's always great to sing about. <laughs> we could do a song about CSS3 spec. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, heard someone do that. Yes, so thank you for that, Jennifer. Glenda's question, now Glenda, then. Miss Glenda Sims. Miss Glenda Sims. Hello, Glenda. Hello. Hello. So my question, if it hasn't already been answered yet, is, if the web didn't exist... <gasps> Can you imagine? What would your profession be? If you could do anything you wanted. And <laughs> can I read that bit? Yeah. Oh Lord, I just had an image of Oxton as the na- naked chef. Oh my. <laughs> yes, can you imagine him running around saying pucker all the time? <laughs> so, oh. what would you do if there was no intertubes? No intertubes. Well, imagine, I mean, of course, we're of that age where we've already kind of done that. We can remember we, the time before remember. the intertubes yeah, when well, it was just teletext. And Pac Man. Yeah. yeah. Teletext was damn good though. <sighs> Slow, but yeah, yeah, wasn't that great? Great pixel art yeah. for that. And there was the whole thing of waiting for the tape to load your game up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? And then it, it, it would stop, and you'd oh. have to rewind it, and yeah. had some error, and it's really <laughs> and that kind of oh, yeah. But then finally, you could play Chucky Egg, yeah. Oh, god, nice. Oh, I'm gonna have to find that now. Oh, what if you can get a, a Mac links in the comments for Chucky Egg for Chucky Egg links? Thank yeah, you. No, oh. I, played, I have played it before. Right, sorry, yeah, profession, John. Well, you go first, John. Okay. What would you be? I would be either, I have two things. One would either be a primary school art teacher. I would love to do that. Mm. I would love to just teach, not, you know, two older kids. Spend time with children. Not voluntary, paid, hopefully. It's a profession. (laughs) (laughs) You get paid for it. (laughs) Still volunteering your time. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, just to teach them art and, you know, doing things like clay thing and painting and, yeah, that'd be good. The other thing is, it's not already obvious, I'm a frustrated radio announcer. Yes, you keep saying this. So I'd like to be... um, Radio 4 announcer. Yeah, to to do all those links. That'd be very good. Well, that was a funny show. And now, you know, (laughs) those kind of bits on Radio 4. That's me. 
I don't know. You're still thinking, aren't you? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I'd like to be a traveller. A professional traveller. A troubadour. That'd be excellent. Professional traveller. Paid to travel. That'd be good. People do that, don't they? Maybe I could do it on the radio. Like you're all Here I am in Ravala. I'm in Ravala. I got custard. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of going that far. Just oh, okay. Scotland or yeah. yeah, professional traveller. Really, I have no real commitment to anything other than my work design <laughs> or something. It consumes your life, man. P.S. She asks, "You are both coming south by southwest?" Yeah, hopefully. Uh, not me. No, no. Can't afford it. I am. Time, you know, all that. Even if my panel isn't accepted out of the how many 720 odd panels to choose from. <laughs> I want to go. Maybe if we win the singing competition and I get a grand prize, maybe I'll come over and. Yeah! And then you re perform your song on stage at Live at Nathan West. <laughs> anyway. Excuse me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's think of something else. <laughs> let's move, um, move along. This one's for you, John. From Brian Warren. How oh. do you know Brian? Um, good question. Um, for my dreams, I think. Isn't it? <laughs> I think we met at South by Southwest, and we've emailed a lot, and we have very similar music tastes. In fact, um, when we tried out that Simplify Media plugin earlier this year, we have mm-hmm. almost identical iTunes libraries. <laughs> it's quite scary. Um, yeah. So yeah, we know Brian, and he helps me out on a lot on Pit My Safari, which is oh. lovely of him. Pimp your safari and Camino? Does he pimp your he doesn't pimp the Camino, he pimps the safari, right. but, uh, which is great. Which leads on to his question, which is a two-part question. What is your current default World Wide Web browser and why? Ah, okay. My current default is Camino. Okay. Um, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? It's, first of all, it's, it's very fast and responsive, mm-hmm. unlike every other browser I've got, apart from OmniWeb, which is also very fast. Um... It doesn't slow down. It's very responsive interface. So things like choosing bookmarks, like mm-hmm. in Safari, it's it, it, the longer it stays open, the more it's sluggish it gets. Mm. Um, it can support all sorts of Mozilla trickery with, you know, all the about config trickery and bookmarklets, um, and all the the great stuff you can do with user content CSS files, where you can uh, specify this style rule at this domain. And this particular prefix, and yep. it's it does all. It didn't do the Firefox extensions, but it it does about everything else. Um, but it's a nice, it's a Mac browser, mm. so it's got things that Firefox doesn't have, like um, it shows up your Bonjour bookmarks. Um, if it's a, an e- email address on a website, you can right click it, and it will, you can use that to add to your address book. Mm. You know, a bit like a sort of a micro format. Um, just loads of things. I like the way the history works. It's but it's the speed and the, and the style of it. I think it's... Um, yeah. And there's so much work being done on it that's going to get even better. It's I think if... if I, maybe if I was a coder user, it wouldn't matter so much, but yeah. I have to have Firefox for my Bugzilla and the Web Developer Toolbar. So yeah. Somebody, please. <laughs> web Developer Toolbar, at least, would be enough to jump ship. Well, Firebug mm-hmm. is the one I open Firefox for all yeah. the time. Because Firebug is so good. And so it, yeah, it is fantastic. But I could live without it, though. Mm. I could live without it. That's the one I couldn't. I, I could live without the web developer extension. Mm. And I could, and all those things. But I could, yeah, Firebug is the one that I keep coming back for. And the, the new Safari web inspector that they're doing is, mm-hmm. is like Firebug. But it's just not as quick and easy to use. 
Now, I have to ask you a little question here, because yeah. I, I heard some murmurings from you the other day. <laughs> is it true that Camino are thinking of switching to WebKit? Or can you, <laughs> or could you not talk about that? It's actually, well, it's actually been, it's been considered for the yeah. future. Not absolutely sure about that. Mm. There's various reasons for that, and um, I can put some links out that show the discussion that happened about whether to move to WebKit, and there are advantages to doing that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a contentious issue with Camino <laughs> users, that one. <laughs> uh, but it is open source, at least WebKit, that's the thing, so yeah. it's not losing that aspect of it. You're not tying yourself into Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, Apple, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so hard to tell the difference these days. <laughs> well, apart from the quality of the software. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. The second half of the question is, what was your default World Wide Web browser 24 hours ago? Uh, <laughs> he knows you too well. Or indeed an hour ago, yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, that's the thing, I like using all of them. I mean, Camino is probably the one I use the most, but I really like OmniWeb. Yeah. And I really hope that with OmniWeb 6 for Leopard, if it ever comes out, that they really get their act together with the, with the interface. Because mm. it's, it's a bit behind all the other Omni apps, but it's really slick. It's very, you have to pay for it as well. It's absurd for that's, But it's so good. Yeah. You see, the problem with things like Firefox, you get all these extensions. That's, that's great. But then when you update Firefox, a lot of them break. Yeah, or they make each other unstable. Yeah, and as a lot to be said for a browser that's got all these features in already. Mm. So, uh, yeah, OmniWeb and Camino are the ones I really, I really and, get me going. And Opera? Opera, Opera yeah, I'm, actually, I really like Opera. Mm. But I'm just hoping that they get, again, they get their interface together because it's, Horrible interface to use, it's, and this—it's like a bit of Windows on your Mac, isn't it? Yeah, and the, well, this new 9.5 release, this alpha release of Kestrel, mm. um, they've started making changes, and things like you know the preferences and dialog boxes are much more Mac-like, but mm -hmm. the actual interface—they still haven't really hired you yet. Yeah, they really should. That's where I'm leading to. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'd love to do. <laughs> you know, not work for Apple. I'd love to if Opera rang up or you know. Yeah. Omni Group and say, come and work on our browser. Yeah, but if his jobness rang up and said, now then, John Hicks, I want you to come and work at Pixar and do icons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's different. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we could probably spend all day talking about that. Well, I certainly could. Yeah. There's many mules missing this their back ends. From is another, this is a two-part question for you, Mr. Hicks. Oh, right, the first okay. part of the question is, Q? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Q? Q? Are you in a Q or are you an R? Or a well, and your answer is? <laughs> I don't understand what he means by Q. We'll move on to the second yes. part then. How did the boy Hicks get the Firefox job? <laughs> now, what? I didn't know your son had done <laughs> <laughs> uh, You see, everyone wants to take credit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially everyone wants a piece of the Firefox pie. <laughs> um... Yeah, okay, how did, the, how did I get the Firefox job? There's a, a blog post on my site about the whole thing. Um, Which we can link to. And, you know, talking about it makes me feel like a bit like a one-hit one wonder. Oh, you know. You're all right, you're in good company. Like being big in Japan, <laughs> it's like, you know. <laughs> 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 but the, one good point I want to make about this is that um, the reason I got the job was Stephen Garrity, who was putting together the uh, Mozilla Visual Identity Team, mm -hmm. um, had seen an alternative icon that I created for Camino a few, few years back. Have now. you still got that? I do. Somewhere? Yeah, no, it's I've not seen available that. on the site, but it's somewhere on my server. Maybe we could put it on the funky version. We'll put it on. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it on the highly enhanced .m4a 
yeah. version. And you MP3 guys can go, screw you, buddy, <laughs> screw you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so the point was, I mean, it was a, a personal project I did in my own time because I didn't like Camino Lugo and I thought I'd try to go make an icon. It's my first ever icon I'd made. Mm. Um, and he'd seen, he'd seen this on a forum and, um, and asked me if I'd come on and be so, part of the team. Excellent. So that was it. So the point was, really, every time I've, I've done a personal project, even though it's not paid work, the skills I've learnt and, you know, maybe not even skilled at just sort of getting noticed from doing something. Yeah, I think um, Zen Garden's a good example of that as well. Very good point, actually. For yeah. me, definitely. That's been... Have you got a lot of... Well, I've, I've, had, I've had jobs, but it's also a lot of traffic. So, um, not so much now, but... Yeah, yeah. So. But in the day. Mm. Excellent. Yes, good. Free work can be good sometimes. Yeah. That's from, that was from William, by the way. We Thank you, William. His name. Thank you. This one's from Katrina. Right. Now, would you like to ask this Yes, because this is quite a long, long <laughs> question, okay? So, Katrina asks us, when CSS3 is sensibly, sensibly available, and by sensibly available, um, she defines that as being more than 90% of the audience has browsers capable of interpreting it successfully. Yes, I know that probably won't happen until 2020, but it's a theoretical question. Okay, so when CSS3 is sensibly available, would you choose to use either the advanced layout module, in brackets, template system, or CSS grid positioning module, and why? And what is the relationship between the two modules? I would say my favourite colour is orange. And mine is definitely blue. This one is from, oh, why do I always pick the people with Awkward surnames. <laughs> Ryan Berman. Thank you, Ryan. Do you earn more as a freelancer than as an employee? Well, <laughs> what can I say? It's it depends. We don't want to be nasty, but it's a non-question. Really. <laughs> yes. It depends how good your job is. It depends how much you charge as a freelancer. Yeah. Um, it depends. If I'm comparing what I earned when I was a chef to what I'm earning now, then mm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I was a freelance chef, was I possibly not? I so guess I guess the, the, the key is that the potential is to earn more, isn't it? Potentials to earn more, I'd say it's a more stable situation to be in an employed situation. Yeah. You've got a guaranteed income, mm -hmm. you haven't got to worry about cash flow. And if you're part of the team, you've got people that cover you while you're on holiday. Yeah, so holidays are... So there's, there's, but then, so, yeah. you know, I got out of bed late this morning and didn't have a boss going, where the hell were you yeah. at 9.30 <laughs> this morning? So, yeah. The swings and roundabouts. But do it's, you earn more? It's it's an impossible question to answer. It is really. You should ask you, the boys at Clear Left. It's yes, exactly. <laughs> the other boys are like, yes. <laughs> no one can earn more money than them. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can have more work than we can. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and be paid as less. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's really it's a really difficult question to answer. But it depends if you work if you work your ass off. I guess the potential. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts. And now an interview enable us to give a shout out to our homies. First one is for Historic Futures, who are a company who share the same building as us, and they are upstairs, and apparently <laughs> they play this very loud in their office, very <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> in the kitchen and, oh. <laughs> but they're really lovely people. They're great people, they have, uh, they've got a really cool product, yeah. um, and I've been lucky enough to do a little bit of work with them. Hmm. So, um, so if you've got the uh, enhanced.m4a version of the podcast, there'll be a little linky poos to them. If not, it's on the blog. If, yeah, yeah, have to click the old-fashioned hypertext yeah. link. Check out what they do, it's uh, very good, very clever people. Mm -hmm. Hello, Historic Futures. And we've got another shout-out to Brian Christensen. 
After last episode, we got a quite a few comments about the sound quality. Um, and, you know, ignoring the fact that we had apologised at the start and we were aware of it. Um, but we, yeah. we weren't going to record those questions again, were we? I think it's fair to say that um, we are learning and that, um, well... It's all a Brian experiment. Brian is a, a masterclass on how to give us feedback yeah, and now, have us listen to what's being said. Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people, some people send them quite aggressive yep, <laughs> feedback on the same. Know, we're, we're doing this for a bit of fun at the moment. Yeah. When we monetize, then we'll go and rent the studio. Yeah, yeah. when we start making money out of it, then you can yep. complain. Yep. But um, Brian Christensen sent a really good email, which was really um, long. It was all the things that he had learned from doing podcasting. Um, so we said to him, well, how don't you blog this and we can link to it because it's really good advice. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what's happening right now in your iTunes yeah. in that bottom left-hand corner. Or on the blog if you listen or, to the MP3. Or, yes, if you're in the old-fashioned <laughs> MP3. Then. We keep going on about that. Yes. <laughs> like it. Yeah. So. That's it. So uh, we'll move on. Thank you very much, everybody. And keep sending your questions in um, because we have a rather large stack, but... Yeah, and if your question hasn't been answered, we will get round to it. Yeah, and I think probably. it doesn't necessarily have to be all about web design. You can ask no. us about cooking business, questions. Cooking, yeah. life, fitness, yeah. peanut crunchy, Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of eggs. Yes, well, yes. Scotch eggs, cheese, car maintenance. We love all those questions. Shopping um, channel. We Simpsons, Futurama. We particularly... <laughs> We particularly like it. There was some guy last in the last episode, I can't remember who it was, who said, what does the panel think? Yes. And I, I like that, because that made it feel like Gardner's question Well, time. we do have one of those in the stack, actually. Oh, right. Simon Clayson. But I'm going to wait, because Mr. Clayson might be joining us in the office for a week. And we can ask us in person. That'd well, be great. do an audio. Do we want to mention that, actually? We had the idea of, perhaps... Audio we did, and we tried to set it up with with audio, didn't we? Yeah, so we, could submit. Um, we couldn't get it working. Yeah. So maybe what we should say is, if anyone knows of a, a good system on the web mm -hmm. for recording your voice and sending it as a like a, a file that we can use, like an MP3 file. Yeah. Um, or alternatively, they can upload it to their own server. And yeah, send they can record link. their own voice and yeah. the question that way. Because that'd be great. Because we'd like to have their voice asking the question. That'd, that'd, be, that'd cool. be really good. Yeah. Okay. See you next time. Now time for the joke of the week. Yes. But first, John, you want to explain something about last week's joke. Yes, last week's joke involved something called an Urk. Which I interpreted as Eric. Yeah, we thought that just misspelled Eric. But apparently Urk is an aircraft maintenance personnel. Um, obviously that joke's a bit lost, just like every other joke. <laughs> well, in an attempt to try and understand the jokes, we've, uh, we've called in a proper RAF pilot, in fact. We know. have indeed. We should go over to John now. John, are you there, John? Go ahead, over. Joke. Yes, over, John. Over, yes? Target book. Opening joke book. Ready to deploy. Doctor, you have acute appendicitis. Waff. Listen, Doctor, we're going here to be examined, not admired. <laughs> <laughs> I know what appendicitis is at least. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John. Over, we'll see you next time.
boagworld.com. So we're welcoming Paul Boag onto our podcast, and uh, I think straight away we need to say, John, that it's, it's really all his fault that we started doing this at all, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. So, hello, Paul. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. I feel I need to start spouting random, like, Blackadder f- goes forth quotes. I think it's your <laughs> intro music. Don't let us be stupid, you. darling. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's, it's lovely to be here. I've been slagging you off all morning, actually. Have you? Great. Yeah, because I've been recording our latest podcast for Boag World, and um, I've been bitching about how you've come along and been really cool and professional and, and brilliant <laughs> and everything else straight out the door. So oh, it's taken me 85 episodes to get there. Can you hear that dripping sarcasm in that voice? Goodness <laughs> no, me. No, I'm being You're a bitter man. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, well, yes, I am bitter. Actually, do you know what? You passed me in iTunes as well, haven't you, you bugger? Well, of course we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as you say, as you say, when you release it, it peaks and then goes down again, so... Yeah, you I wait. Mean, you wait until you're not under the new and notable section anymore. Then, <laughs> then you'll suffer. That's, that's the pits real. of I, number thirty-seven, which is where <laughs> I am at the moment. Actually, really? you know what? Fuck the questions. Let's just have, let's just have an argument. <laughs> <laughs> number thirty-seven. Goodness me! What? Are, how far down the chart is that? We were at eighteen today, aren't we? Uh, well, the further no, we drill down, the further we drill down, the uh, closer to the top we got. I think it was when we got to the chart that was two Johns making a podcast in an RAF base. We were actually <laughs> <Yeah>. number one. <laughs> yeah. And the think still are, which is amazing. Anyway, we're not here to talk about us. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> we're here to talk about podcasting, because that's really why we had you on the show, because we wanted to talk about um, you being the... Uh, have you reached the 100th episode yet? Is it just about no, not yet. The, um, the, we're recording the 100th episode on the 20th of October. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it'll go out, I think it goes out a couple of weeks after that. Isn't that, aren't you meeting in a pub to do that? Isn't that right? Yes, yes. we are. We're going to have our first live event. Fantastic. It's all very exciting. Yeah, and it's in, it's in London, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I think it's just going to consist of me and Marcus sitting in a pub by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Marcus' jokes, yeah? yeah. With, with people looking at us strangely, as these two old geezers sit in a corner talking to themselves. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, yeah, so being the almost 100th veteran of, of podcasting, and you also seem to be the kind of guy that you seem to know what you're doing and seem to knock out these podcasts while you're, you know, unconscious by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> What's we've, that supposed to be? We've, we've, <laughs> we've, <laughs> I, I, I'm not snoring halfway through, do I? Is that the problem? No, no, what happens is on Twitter you'll say, oh, I'm starting the podcast, and then like about five minutes later, oh, that's all wrapped up. Yeah, <laughs> whereas, whereas we're stood there for two days trying to work out how to get things going. Yeah. You know? yeah well. I, mean, I mean, let's get round to this point, really. It is the point that we, you know, we just want to milk you for all your knowledge so we can make our podcast, podcast better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say, and I'm not dripping with sarcasm here, it may be taking you a long time to produce the episodes, but the quality seems really good of what you've done well, so we've, far. Well, we've had a few complaints, haven't we? We have, have especially you? about the sound quality, but yeah. we know about that, and we know what we're, do- we're doing now, I think. Right. And uh, maybe. <laughs> well, we've been out and bought another mic anyway. A lot of people yeah, complain think... that they couldn't hear us, so... Yeah, no, you could... Uh, you, had a, you had the classic problem of levels between mm. the two of you. Yeah. Um, which I think everybody has when they first start. If they have more than one person presenting... You always have this problem of one person is louder than the other, and uh, I mean, obviously, with me and Marcus, I'm the mouthy one, um, and and so I come across as a lot louder than him, and he tends to mutter and talk into his chest. And do so you only use one microphone then? 
No, 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 no. We have to. I mean, we we now, to be honest, we do it. We do most of our shows like we're doing now, which is that you know he's off in his office somewhere in the um you know the trendy part of Hampshire, while I'm down here in the depths of Dorset. Um, <laughs> That's I right. I think I think your setup is much better where you're both in the you know in the same place, and I think it, it makes it a lot easier not having to faff with Skype or iChat or whatever. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, that does sound just much have, easier. Just have to fight over the microphone. <laughs> so I mean, we really ought to get one microphone each. We, we, we do. That, yeah. Well, by the time this podcast goes out, well, that will be the case, hopefully. Yeah. So hopefully okay. the, the sound will be better. Yes, mine has been just just been delivered. I just got the message from my wife to say it's been delivered at home. So yes, we'll have a microphone each. Hooray! What What are you doing with it? Are you using headset microphones, or are you do, using standalone microphones? We got. We, I bought a standalone USB microphone. Um, for this, we're using headsets. Okay, because so, I found headsets a pain in the ass basically mm. because it's like every time I turned my head I seemed to kind of create a bit of noise and yeah, and yeah. you know and you breathe into the things and you get a lot of <laughs> yeah. you know that Darth Vader, Vader effect. effect yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so I mean what what I settled on in the end is I've got a Samsung um, C O one U that's exactly what we've got oh, <laughs> that's reassuring. <laughs> Yay! Boag approved. Can I just ask you a question about that? Did you get it because of the big sticker on it that says, ideal for podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got it because um, they reviewed it in .NET magazine, and okay. I figured that they might know more than me, although I don't really know why they should. But... Um, um, but also get a pop shield for them as well. We got That's like really a, a muffler thing, like a looks like a it looks like one of those hats the Queen's guards wear. We got oh, excellent! Oh, that would do the same job. That would you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because it's a bit cheaper than the pop shield. <laughs> yeah, the oh, pop right. shield was like you know. Right, it was thirty quid for the pop shield, but only about three pounds for the muffler. So yeah, it seemed like a bit of a no-brainer. But but we yeah. haven't been using the muffler, have we? So no, there is maybe we have to learn to. Learn yeah. That. So, so first of all, that's that's a good recommendation for a microphone. Well, that's two people who've recommended that mic to us, so that's yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. Um, so, general recording tips: Do you use GarageBand too, Paul? Yeah, I do actually. Well, yes and no. Oh, <laughs> depends. It depends what I'm doing. So, if I'm um, if it's just me and Marcus uh, for the Boag World show, then um, we we tend to connect via Skype. Um, and so I use a program called um, Hijack Audio in yep. order to, to grab the, the feed from there. Mm -hmm. And that separates out Marcus onto one channel, me onto another, oh, which does. is yeah, yeah, which is fine when it's just the two of you. And the great thing with Hijack Audio as well is that you can mix in other sound sources. So I can play, for example, um, a listener question into the show, and Marcus can hear it in real time, even though he's not sitting in the same room and all the rest ah, okay. of it. Excellent. So that, that works well when it's two of you. Well, mm -hmm. I say works well. It works horrendously, and you're forever fighting Skype. But <laughs> I, I, I find that that's the best solution that there is for the two. When, when I do the .NET podcast, where there's potentially four or five people, um, then where possible, if everybody has got access to iChat, I do it via iChat and GarageBand, because... GarageBand in its latest incarnation is really cool because it separates each person out into their own individual channel, which means you can adjust all the levels and stuff afterwards. Ah. I just noticed on the podcast track as well of uh, GarageBand, it's adding our avatars as we speak. So that's really, really? Yeah, so there's markers, so that's quite so useful. So you can see well. who's who. Ah. Yeah. That's, that's a bit too clever. 
So I noticed that you guys are uploading in the default GarageBand format, which is MP... Oh, M4A, the yeah. MPEG-4. Yes, controversial subject. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot episode we did had MP3, but that was only because I couldn't get... I had to... Um, well, we mentioned... It wasn't hosting. downloading properly as an... M, as an uh, it was to do with the audio hosting, file. but that's been fixed now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, what's so, your opinion on that? Because uh, we've had one potential listener give us quite a hard time about it, really. Yeah, it's given yeah. a bit of grief about the <laughs> non-universality of MPEG-4. Well, I mean, that's why I go for MP3. Mm. Um, although M um, MP4, or what, whatever its format it is, it, it, I mean, it provides extra functionality, like I noticed you had, you know, you were putting links in and yeah. cool stuff like that. It's very nice if you're using an iPod. Yeah. Um, mm. But if you're not, you're kind of a bit stuffed. Um, and I, I just like to be a bit more accessible than that. <laughs> we're going to get beaten down on this one, aren't we? We are, yeah. Either that or it's like, I won't, it, even, mention, even, I won't I mean, even mention that you should be doing complete transcripts of your shows as well. Look, thank God I know how to edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, actually, Paul. Do you hand write those, or do you have any software that you use for transcripts? or To even get, um, you know... Yeah, I mean, basically, we've only started doing it relatively recently. Mm. So I really, until you get to episode about episode 90, then I can start being rude to you about a lack of transcripts. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, what we, what we, um, what I've started doing is uh, there's different segments in the show. Marcus does a segment, I do a segment. Both of those are basically blog posts anyway, so they're they're written up as blog posts, and we 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 post those. Ah, um, right. So you're reading from anyway. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, reading around that from it's okay. probably too strong a phrase. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. When it comes to the news, um, I've taken to writing those out in full as well. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, that does take a little while. The the killer one for me is was always the the interviews that we did, things mm. like this. Yeah. You know, oh, there's so many people and they're all talking over one another, and I have to sit down and re rewrite it out all afterwards, and it it just was a pain. Um, but I had a number of listeners that were, well, they weren't listeners. I had a number of deaf people that would like to know what was going on in the show, but obviously couldn't. Um, so I thought, okay, well, let's try and do something about that. So first of all, I looked at casting words, which is oh, yes. Mechanical Turk. Yeah, the Amazon service. Is that, that yeah. Next Amazon, yeah. It, it was pretty good, actually. It was a good service. It, it produced reasonable results. You did have to go back through and edit it and faff around with it a bit. But generally, yeah. it, it was pretty good. But then they changed their service a little bit, and it, it started to get a little bit pricey. Um, right. So I have, I have to admit, I, I'm now taking advantage of my listeners. Um, and I've got a little team of about 10 people that, that um, randomly volunteer to do different interviews, which is oh, really nice of them. Yeah. So, um, I think that's yeah. our problem. I mean, it's always that big problem, isn't it? You know, we're not making money out of any of this podcasting. Mm. No. At least, well, not at the moment, but um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always that problem of how much time do I spend on this and how much time do I get my, you know, doing my job. Hmm. But yes, we we wondered who would be the first to mention those. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, hooray! That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> so no, you're, I mean, you're, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, it, it, it's a basic thing, as you say, John, it's, it's return on investment, isn't it? Hmm. At the moment, you're not getting anything out of this, so really anything that you provide is a bonus. 
Um, so, but, you know, when you start to make some money out of the, the podcast for one reason or another, um, then, then you, have you know, yeah. Yeah, you, can, you can start justify doing that kind of stuff. I mean, now Boag World is turning into a, a fairly reasonable revenue stream for us. So we can kind of justify a little bit of extra work to, you know, to get the transcribing done, even though we're actually not mm. paying anyone to do it. But, we're just getting <laughs> it. but that's another point. But then again, uh, the Boag World podcast is much more of an informative podcast whereas in preference we, to? we we kind of see ours as being slightly informative and mainly just rambling isn't it and <laughs> <laughs> you know, might describe it it sounds like a couple of drunk guys in the pub <laughs> you know i, 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 I kind of feel that if there's more information in there then yeah that's it's more reason for a transcript but maybe yeah. not i don't know yeah, no, it's a fair comment. I mean, what you've got to remember about podcasting, which is the thing that when we, we set out, we did want it to be informative. Um, but so many podcasts that you listen to are informative and nothing else. You know, they're as dull as ditch water and, and incredibly boring. Uh-huh. And the, the thing is, is that people don't listen to podcasts as part of, the, a part of their job. Nobody gets paid to listen to a podcast. So they're either listening to it on their commute or they're listening to it in the gym or some other situation. So it's got to be at least vaguely entertaining. Otherwise, you know, why are people going to bother? Mm. Yeah, that's a good that's point. Good. I think, so, go on. Sorry. No, go on, John. Oh, well, the other thing that we were sort of jumping on, we were, we were going to ask you, I mean, because our interview technique, obviously we have no interviewing technique. We just <laughs> ramble on for hours and then... <laughs> But do you have any sort of, do you, when you're interviewing people, do you have any sort of techniques for, I noticed when I, I've talked to you, you've been quite good at steering the conversation where you wanted it to go, and do you have any tips yeah. for that sort of? I mean, I think the trick is to interview people that, that actually can talk. Mm. Um, I, I've had one or two occasions where I've had somebody on the show, um, especially with .NET, where, where I don't actually always pick the guests. Mm. And I have wanted to kill myself halfway through. You know, it's, it's I'm sorry about that, Paul. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't you two. Um, you know, you re- literally have felt like you're you're pulling blood out of a stone. So, um, I mean, it's worth kind of getting an idea of what the guys are like before before you agree to interview them. Yeah, that's um, interesting actually, because you said about um, when I said, "Oh, I'll be up for going on the .NET podcast," you were like, you, "You hadn't asked me because you didn't know me." So, yeah, that was sort of the reasoning behind that. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be a, yes, a classic example that I try and at least somebody that I've heard speak at some occasion or, or whatever, because it, it does make me vaguely nervous when, mm. when I, you know, when I haven't heard them before. I mean, as far as techniques, I think the key is to ask open questions, you know, because if you do get somebody that, that um, you know, some people do get nervous about doing this kind of stuff as well. Mm. I mean, I don't know whether you whether you know what your download stats are yet, but um, once you start getting a handle on that, and once the numbers start getting bigger than would fit into Wembley Stadium, um, <laughs> suddenly you become a little bit more self-conscious about what you're doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, um, so some people get very nervous, and, and you need to try and relax them. That would be my first tip, is you know, not say things like I've just said then, Mm. Um, but but really <laughs> you know, almost almost not make a big deal out of the fact you started recording, ideally, and just let the conversation evolve. Mm. The other thing is, yeah, as I say, ask open questions so that if people are beginning to clam up, if you know, if you start giving them a question that enables a yes and no answer, they will use a yes and no answer because they're mm. nervous and don't want to, you know, say something stupid. Um, I also think the other the other key tactic that I use is I play the idiot. 
Um, people think that that um, I'm actually sincerely stupid, but but, <laughs> but I am actually slightly more intelligent than most people think. But if you're the one that plays the idiot and you're the one that asks the dumb questions, then it makes other people relax and feel like, well, it's okay. Then I'm not going to look as stupid as he just looked. <laughs> um, so so that again helps a bit. Hmm. Excellent. That's a good one. Very good. And well, what that's about what general? I'm, I'm claiming anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great because we could quite a bit of ground here. But is there anything general in preparation terms that you do uh, for a podcast that we haven't already touched on? Um, not really. No. I mean, I, I try and. Uh, I mean, obviously, I spend a lot of time. I've got a huge number of RSS feeds that I work through because news is a big part of what we do. Mm. Um, trying because the the people that listen to our show. Um, you know, aren't the aren't the in crowd? They're not the the standards crowd that you know go to all the conferences, read all the blog posts, and all the rest of it. They rely on Boeg World as as their source of how to keep up with what's happening within web design. Yeah. So um, I spend a lot of time going through RSS feeds and and uh, trying to pin down which stories will be of interest to people. Um, so yeah, a lot of time on that. Um, beyond that, just keeping an eye out for interesting people. Um, I mean, uh, answering emails, we, we get a lot of emails through and I try and answer everything, uh, everyone that comes through. So that takes a lot of time. Pick out good questions that people ask to use in the show. Um, and then also we've now grown to the stage where we've got quite a little vibrant forum going as well. Yeah. Um, so I try and spend some time on that as well. So it, it, it it's taking more and more of my time, actually. It's, it, it can... You have to kind of put a limit on it, otherwise it can get quite out of hand. Yeah, we've noticed that already, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do more podcasting. <laughs> I mean, if it's not too personal a question to ask, how much of the week do you spend on your podcast? Um, it's well, all right, I, you don't I mean, want to answer. It's no, 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 I can answer that. It, it's difficult to say in some regards because some of the stuff um, has multiple purposes to it. So, for example, um, the RSS feeds... I would probably read those RSS feeds anyway because part of my job is, is keeping up to date with the latest things that are going on and you know making sure that Headscape, the company that, that I run, is at the cutting edge of everything that's happening. So that's kind of part podcast but part not. But actual preparation time of, of um, deciding on the final news stories, writing the script, recording and, and getting out um, uh, for the Boag World one alone takes um, probably about three quarters of a day. That's oh, so quick. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got quite slick at it now, mm. yeah. I mean, it used to take a lot longer than that. Yeah, well, the edit's that, taking me longer than that. So. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're, that's the key is we don't edit. <laughs> well, we, only, we only do minimal edits um, yeah. because uh, part of our, I guess, our style of our show is that vaguely rambling you know, um, disjointed feel of the whole thing. We, you know, we try and make it feel very much like people are sitting in a pub. And the more you edit it, the less it feels like that. Yeah, I um, think our so, editing's been down mm. to sort of lack of knowing what we're doing, really, and just editing out the real crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing how much shorter it actually is once we've edited the crap. Um, yeah. And that's just the bad crap. We leave the good crap well, in. We, we just leave the crap in. That's the answer. <laughs> but see, that, that kind of leads on to another question because I've always, uh, straight away, I've worried about the you know, how long this podcast should actually be. Do you have a sort of limit on how long you think it should be? And do you have any controls on that? Or? Ours is too long. Yeah. Ours is always too long. But people Basically, are always happy to listen to it. Yeah, uh, but 
I, I still feel ours is too long. It comes out always around the hour mark, mm. um, which I personally think is is too long for a single show. I actually think the length of your show, which is about 30 minutes, isn't it? Well, the, the yeah, it's yeah. the pilot episode was 15 minutes, and then the first episode was... And then this one will probably be longer again because we've got this interview to insert yeah. as well. well exactly. yeah, you, yeah, yeah. As soon as you add somebody else in, it immediately yeah. makes it longer. Um, yeah, I would, I would say thirty minutes to forty minutes is a good length. Mm-hmm. I wish we could get down to that really, but uh, to do that, we would have to drop one of the segments of the show. And if we were to drop one of the sh- segments of the show, then I'd get a lot of criticism for doing yeah. that. And I, I don't know. I don't know where the yeah. right, where the line is really, but I don't feel that we found it yet. Well, leading on from that, another technical question I've got is about bit rates. I noticed in my podcast, pretty much all my podcasts are 128K, but I noticed that you publish at 64. So do we. Yeah. Um, So do we. Yeah, obviously because that creates a smaller file. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that something that you spend a lot of time experimenting with? Um, I'd like to claim it was. Um, (laughs) Well, no, I I just picked picked 64k as random i mean it struck me you know other than marcus's um intro music which is a load of shite anyway um <laughs> they didn't you know they, oh, you know mean. you don't hear any arguments from us <laughs> no exactly i mean you know he's stuck back in the late 80s somewhere wasn't he it? didn't i read somewhere he was in, in a band though and quite famous oh and, yeah he was yeah. hugely famous yeah, yeah yeah he he um it was really embarrassing once we released um, I put up um, "Hands to Heaven," which was one of his hits back in the um, back in the late nineties, I think it was. And it, more people downloaded that than has ever downloaded our podcast. It was embarrassing. But yeah, other than his intro music, basically um, the rest of it's spoken word, and and you know, as a result, you can really whack the bit rate right down. Mm. I think people. I'm more grateful for you, you know, if they want the show to download quickly. And I mean, I'm a regular iTunes user and I know that I'll open up iTunes and I might only open it up for a few minutes. And the number of times like a quarter of an episode is downloaded and then I hit the quit button. And it says, do you want to quit? It's still downloading podcasts. And, and so it, it, if mine can download quickly, as far as I'm concerned, that's got to be a better yeah, thing. Definitely a yeah. Thing. yeah. I, and yeah. also, depending on your hosting environment, when we started off and I was, I was um, stealing um, bandwidth and hosting space off of somebody that I shouldn't have been, you know, I, I, wanted, <laughs> to keep, I wanted to keep the bit rate down low. Until yeah. I mean, it just strikes me that for for voice podcasts, you don't need a particularly high quality. No, and um, the sixty four is is pretty good actually. Especially with the only effects we really apply are the radio effects anyway. So yeah, and those those are better the lower bit rates anyway. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Excellent. Well, I think I think that's been brilliant. I think that's really good. Yeah. Thank you very that's much, Paul. Right. We appreciate that. That's cool. And thank Anytime. you for giving us the, uh, the the motivation to do it because it was really the the RAF Risington podcast that we did with you that really kick-started us. Yeah, let's have a go. Yeah, so it made us yeah. think, we well, could do this. Oh, we, we just could, enjoy you know, doing just it. Give so. it a go, yeah. And I mean, what, you do, what you're doing is really absolutely superb. It, it, it's come out really well. It's got a... You know, it's got a nice kind of vague structure to it that's not kind of too regimented, but you know, there's a definite flow through the through what you do. You're both very relaxed, which is a key element to it. <laughs> Some might see a little too relaxed. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's great. It's perfect. 
Excellent. Oh, well, very, very nice of you to say. You're very kind. You're a very nice man. We'll have to get you on again. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Well, all the best with it. Yeah. And um, I'm sure we will be speaking to each other again before too long. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Paul Bike. Thank you. All right. Bye. We can hear you loud and clear, John. Especially as you're sitting right next to us. <laughs> That's not true. By the time I put over the sound effects, he will sound like he's in a plane over France. <laughs> right, right. Carry on. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Over. Yes. Over. <laughs>